0: It is very likely that while you have been studying Zen or while you have been investigating Zen, reading about it, or Buddhism or similar things, it's quite possible that you have come across the term, the great matter, especially in the Chinese and the Japanese versions of Buddhism. In the Zen tradition, as it's called in Japan, Daiji, the great matter, is of utmost importance. What is that great matter? What is it? It is that what is being investigated in our practice, the great matter. If you've ever seen a traditional Japanese temple and a zendo, the Zen hall where meditation happens. You will certainly remember a board hanging there that is struck at specific times during the day and the night. The Han. And often on that board, you find a Chinese inscription of 16 characters and the first line usually is shō ji jidai. Shō is birth. It is life. Ji or Shi, is death, dying. Jidai is just the reversal of Taiji, the great matter. Birth and death are the great matter. Now, of course, at first, when we look at that, and we look at it from the point of view of a human being, then it becomes, in a way, that we think of it that, of course, or our birth. And then there's our life. And then there's our death. And that in between, that life is the time where we deal with the great matter of having been born, and of going to die eventually. And that's an understandable thought, and it's certainly an approach that we can take. As we deepen our maturity, as we get older, as we get old, we will find out that, well, Thinking of it in this polar way is bifurcation, a separation between the past, that's when we were born, and the future, that's when we will die. And if we get stuck in that, and when we get stuck in it, I should say, because we all do at times, Because we are human beings, no matter how awakened we are. Our human mind, at times, functions in the way that nature has brought to it. So at times, being stuck between having been born and not yet being dead means that we spend this very moment often in thinking about what happened. Examining what happened in our lives is important. It is important that we work through things that have not been addressed and that are being carried along as baggage. But eventually, we have to develop the ability to just be present and let the past be what it might have been. Freeing ourselves from the idea of having been born or having lived through this or that is important, as important as looking at our fears, our hopes for that that has not yet come to pass, the future, the future of our demise, or maybe worrying about how that demise will manifest over time. Also here, through some kind of practices, such as Zazen, and that is just one of many, we can lean into this working of the human mind that occupies itself with what is not now. this evening, I heard the word salvation. And we as human beings, of course, we have the innate, very strong desire to be complete, to be in a state where all of these tensions of past and future resolve for something that, offers us salvation from the pulling that sometimes tears us into pieces. So when we engage in this practice or in a similar practice that teaches us to let go of the selves of the past, that teaches us to let go of the selves that might fear or hope for the future, The self that constantly thinks. And thinking, cogitation, objectification, naming, labeling, measuring, comparison, all of that is based in a two-dimensional, polar way of existence. Of course, it will be difficult if we come to believe that that is the world in which we exist. And if we do not make an effort to go beyond that duality, then we might be prisoners of our past, of our future, of our thinking, of our identity, of the story that we tell ourselves we are of the story that we would like to tell the universe we should be in the future. And in this predicament, which we could equate to the primordial sin of the human existence, its existence in this dualistic world, Into this comes the promise of salvation. It manifests in many different ways. In many ways, salvation from thinking about the past, salvation from the fears of the future. All kinds of attempts are made, not just in our mind, sometimes physically. Intoxication, addiction. May it be addiction to substances. May it be addictions to ideas, to ideologies. But strong, strong things that just mask what actually will lead us out of the prison of the two-dimensional world of thinking and of opposites. And as corny as it may sound or as counterintuitive, what we need to point ourselves towards is to give up any idea of salvation. Through our sitting in Zazen, we learn that what is, which sometimes we call this, is beyond expression in ideas, in words. It is not able to be measured or objectified. It cannot be captured, yet it is this in which we live. So how could any fixated idea or hope for something that we call salvation be helpful to break out of that prison of two dimensions? Salvation and not obtaining salvation are opposites. Even thinking of self and no self are opposites. It's a hard and arduous way that leads us to the realization that we cannot break out of the two-dimensional prison by using two-dimensional tools, like logic like thinking about future, thinking about past, feeling future, feeling past, or objectifying any direction. It is a frightening process at times to allow the letting go of that two-dimensional framework to happen. Fears, of course, of being disoriented, come up, and truly in the beginning, this orientation may be something we experience. And we also experience that there is nothing that we can say for sure, nothing else but this. We all who have practiced for quite some time know What an effort it takes. What level of assiduity it takes to awaken to these truths, to intuit them, to realize them, and to work on the actualization in every moment. Often, we find ourselves confronted with situations in our lives where we see other human beings struggle, where we see what the Buddha saw on his journey through the city when leaving the palace, old age, sickness, and death, but also a holy man a holy person, maybe it was a holy woman. The great matter, there it is. Within the world of two dimensions, within the world of distinctions, where there's an I and a thou, where there are people who suffer, Yet it is another calling to develop the capacity of the skillful means to be with them and to not get caught up in ideas that stem again from the two-dimensional way of thinking. When we look at the loved one who is suffering from dementia, maybe from Alzheimer's disease. We cannot let our images, our memories of who that person is, dictate how we manifest ourselves in this moment. What are the measures we put on human beings in that state? Only a big heart can answer to that. Not being caught in how we remember the person had been or we wish they would be. Not injecting interpretations from our own two-dimensional facet of our being, but to be fully there and without fear of the future or regrets from the past, to completely make relationship. We may be called to witness friends struggling with difficult diseases, human beings who never have encountered the Buddha Dharma or have never had engaged in exploring the spiritual side of life of even identifying birth and death, not to speak about investigating the great matter. The presence of heart, without the need to use any words, can be the most powerful actualization of our awakened mind and heart. And even though it might not appear that it makes a big difference, by the fact of being the great heart, the great mind, and making the relationship with those who are suffering. The great bodhisattva avalukiteshvara kanon bosatsu or even daibosatsu is manifest. Of course, sadness is part of human existence, and we may feel sad about it, but let's keep in mind, let's keep in heart, and let's keep as our core that light of the awakened being that even shines through sadness, through old age, through sickness, through death. And that is that holy person, the holy woman, the holy man, which Siddhartha Gautama glimpsed when he traveled from the palace into the world of this. And to put it in words, which of course are limiting by the very nature of being words, What truly counts in the end is how we treat each other. Any practice that leads to the opening of the heart, the mind, of the bookends of birth and death, to the realization of the constant, uninterrupted, ever and never repeating appearance and disappearance of this is the greatest of all human achievements. And with gratitude in my heart, I look at all those practices and all the human beings who are engaging, who are awakening, who have already passed away and went into the direction of investigating the great matter. It leads us to the vow that this is what needs to be transmitted. This is the light that connects us with the Buddha, the light that connects us all with everything, and that it is the true miracle of the great matter great matter is really important but it is not heavy neither is it light it is just this